Welcome to I Feel Tried, the podcast. I'm Des. Kiana is not with us today, but I have a very incredibly special guest interview that we're going to get into in just a moment. It actually goes back a couple episodes ago when I mentioned that somebody from Bravo might be stopping by. And guess what? She is here today on a thirsty Thursday. Oh my god, yay! I haven't spoken to anyone today yet, so if my voice is a little, uh, I don't know what you call it, rasp, I guess? Um, That's why, so. If you are playing our drinking game this week, What's my favorite word? Anytime you hear, I don't really give a rip. Take a sip of whatever you're drinking. Okay, guys, I'm so excited for you to get to listen in on this conversation. This is somebody that I have been waiting to be part of this podcast, and I'm just so grateful that she is lending her voice to our show. So, without further ado, here we go. My guest today is a philanthropist and the original Dallas socialite. She's the CEO of not one, but two companies, Ultimate Living International and Hard Night Good Morning. She hosts the I Don't Give a Rip podcast, and can be seen as a cast member on The Real Housewives of Dallas. Welcome to the show, Deandra Simmons. Hey, Deandra. Thank you, Des. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Yes, thank you so much for lending your voice to our podcast. I appreciate you being here. I know you're so busy. You have multiple jobs, so thank you so much for taking time away from those to be here. You're welcome. Yay. Um, and I know that you've had quite a busy month um, just in, in sending emails back and forth. Yes. I understand that you were in Mexico for a hurricane. Oh my God, how was that experience? I've never been through a hurricane. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it's funny because we were going, we wanted to go on a little vacation um, when the season was over, but I wanted to go like right that week. And then my girlfriends that are best friends wanted to go the next week. And I kind of had a feeling in my gut, like probably not a good time to go, but I didn't listen to my gut, you know, when we do that sometimes and we didn't wish we had. Mm-hmm. And so, we went ahead and went, and of course, it's hurricane season in Mexico, which I knew, but I didn't think about it. I think I had such a stressful few months. I wasn't thinking about that. Plus, my my little dog, my little baby, when he was 14, I lost my other dog in February, and then she was not doing well. So we got stuck in the hurricane. I came home, and the day I came home, she passed away in the morning. It was just a horrible, it's been a horrible few weeks. So um it was just very sad, but um, we made it through the hurricane. The hurricane was, we actually escaped. We drove three and a half hours to Merida to stay overnight. Okay. And then we drove back into the hurricane to try to get out that day because I wanted to get out, but the airport was closed. So we ended up staying in some luxury place overnight, waiting to get to the airport the next day. It was fine. I mean, it's just, just you know, it's kind of, it was horrible because coming home to, you know, losing your little puppy, it was very oh difficult. I but I still imagine. have one left. I have a little rescue. Her name is Dolly Parton. Oh my God, Dolly Parton! That's so cute. I have Dolly Parton, and I think we're probably gonna adopt another doggy around Christmas mm. time. That'll be my Christmas present. So. Oh, cute! Oh, that's so cute. I know that your um your baby that you just lost recently uh, was named Dixie, and so Dolly Parton Dixie. is is Dixie after Dixie Chicks because I love the Dixie Chicks. Our Dixie well, are the had- chicks now. I had, okay, you're going to laugh about this one. So I had, before I had Dixie, I had Gypsy, and she was named after the stripper Gypsy Rose. Remember Gypsy Rose Lady? <laughs> okay, wait, how do I know that name? I know the name Gypsy Rose. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> where stripper. is that from? She was a famous, famous, like, famous burlesque stripper. 
famous dancer, burlesque one, and that she was like in the, I don't want to say the wrong era, but like my father would have known who Gypsy Rose was, you know? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I named her after a stripper, and then um, and then I had Dixie, so and Dixie was just, actually Dixie's name was Tiger Lily, and it was too much to say, so we ended up mm-hmm. turning it into Dixie. <laughs> oh. So. That's really cute. I like that. And I love Dolly Parton. That's an awesome name. Do you call her Dolly Parton or do you shorten it? Well, when she's in trouble, she's Miss Dolly Parton. When she's not in trouble, she's Dolly. <laughs> Miss Dolly Parton, stop that. Stop that, Miss Dolly Parton. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, my God. I just got a little fur baby in um, May. Uh, it was a little gift to me because um, I've been sober for almost a year and a half now. And so at the time... Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, so at the time, it was approaching my one year little anniversary. And then my um, bio- biological birthday is in June. So it was like a cute little gift. And I named her Sasha. So I love that. Uh, oh, I like that. What kind of dog is it? She's a English Springer Spaniel. She's so cute. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> they're wonderful. I mean, they're so comforting. And I was, you know, the thing that's hard is that I didn't have children, and so Dixie was with me after my first divorce. She was with me through some really important times when my father passed away, when I met Jeremy. Um, All the main kind of milestones in my life, she was there for. So Mm. it's hard. Um, You know, she'll be on Real Housewives next season. That'll be the last time. It's You know, the show is difficult, but you get to see your pets. I mean, yeah. even after they're gone, so that'll be their perpetuity. I can always go back and look at footage of Dixie, which will be mm. wonderful. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, my, my deepest condolences to you. Um, I know it's been a, a rough month for you. Um, I also heard that uh, your mom, Mama D, uh, had yes. surgery recently. I hope everything's okay with her and that, that uh, she's doing she's well. Had, she's had six in the past year. She had uh-huh. um, broken her ankle last a week, um, a year ago, June. She was coming into the house. She has all marble on her first floor. Mm-hmm. And the um, one of the housekeepers had mopped. And so she fell from the back of the house all the way to the front and hit the door with her foot and broke every bone in her body and in her foot. I mean, oh my so God. luckily wow. she broke a hip. That would have been really worse. But she had the first surgeon really messed up her foot. She's had four or five. Now she's on her six. She went to a different surgeon. So I think it's going to be fine. But I mean, it's just been a really trying time because she's not one to be, she's not one to stay in a wheelchair or to behave, not really to use the foot. You know, she has, I mean, she's not supposed to be on the foot. She was here Saturday night because I had um, a virtual gala here and she was hobbling around. I said, mother, you're not supposed to be on the foot. And she, you know, does what she wants to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That sounds like uh, from what I've seen She'll on the show. She'll be 80, Des. She'll be 80 in February. Oh, my God. No way. Oh, God, wow. That's a big one. Like she's yeah. she's not excited about it? Is that what you said? No, she's excited. She, I, mean, I just can't believe she's got more energy than me, you know, at 80 <laughs> years old. So, I mean, she gets around. She's, you know, she has a great personality. She's um, funny. She she has lots of friends. So, you know, she's going to sell. She's on me. She goes, you know, I need a really good 80th birthday party. Oh, yes. Like, well, I need a really big check to pay for your 80th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, it sounds like some good genes. So maybe you'll have that much energy yeah. uh, when you're her age. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to ask, how is everything going with your businesses? Uh, we've seen on on the Housewives, um, you became the acting president of Ultimate Living, and then you have your own company that you founded, Hard Night Good Morning. So how are those going? 
Well, honestly, it was great before COVID. Um, I don't know if you saw Carrie Brittingham and I were doing trunk shows together. She has um, Camo by Carrie uh, jewelry line, and it was very successful because we would go around. And a lot of times, you know, I always say two housewives are better than one because you'd have a different following. So Carrie's following may not be my following, but then I get to meet those people and she gets to meet the people that have been my followers. And then we get to talk about our brands and they end up usually buying both products. And I love to sell and I love um, talking about my products. So it was doing really well. And then of course COVID hit, and we were stuck in the houses. Um, and so of course, just like every other business, a female entrepreneur, small business, it just, we had a really flat summer. We stayed in the game, but mm-hmm. I mean, one month, was really bad and there's just i did a lot of virtual um kind of zoom meetings and um instagram lives and facebook lives the good thing i'll tell you this is that people didn't know they thought i was a business owner but maybe i didn't know about my products then i spent hours online talking about them and answering nutrition questions because i went to a naturopathic doctor program several years ago and i also answered skincare questions so it gave me the ability to show that i was an expert in my field and i really think that was the best thing that happened during COVID. i have had several interviews about products recently we have two products that we're coming out with nutrition products one is for the liver kidney and bladder um, that'll be out very soon. It's like a detoxification also to kind of reset the frequencies of your liver, kidney, and bladder, because that's the most important three organs, you know, for as far as detoxing and fighting disease and things like that besides the colon. And then we have another product that's coming out for the brain. It's called Brain Balance. I'm very excited about that. It helps with cognitive decline, ADD, ADHD, and it's amazing. And it also puts you in a really good mood. <laughs> so, oh, good. good. This so, is ultimate yeah, living. Yeah, and then we have some different, that's ultimate living products. And then as far as Hard Night Good Morning, I'm working on my holiday. I picked out my holiday collections. So we're waiting for them to come in, you know, cute little holiday sets with different masks and things like that. Um, and then we have two new websites that we did finish during the pandemic, and they're very nice for both Hard Night Good Morning and Ultimate Living. And then DeAndre Simmons' website will come out pretty soon. And that'll have information about Real Housewives, about the podcast. I also, I don't know if you know that I love to cook. Um, I'm a big cook. And so I come by my curviness very um, above board. You know, it's like, I I love to eat. So I come by it, you know, honestly. Um, So I am launching a cookie. And that is the project I've been working on with a commissary in Dallas. The cookie will be out I, I don't know. Actually, I have a conference call this afternoon, so um, I'm very excited. I created a cookie that it's a healthy cookie. It's a paleo cookie, mm. and it's one of the best things you'll ever put in your mouth. And everybody that tastes it, they're like, yeah, whatever, cookie. And it has <laughs> five grams of protein per cookie. Oh, so nice. Very Ooh. healthy. It doesn't have any sugar. I mean, it's, it's delicious. So um, people Ooh, actually nice. have sugar as maple syrup instead of sugar, but just a little bit. Nice. So mm. um, I'm very excited about that project. So nice. I've done all the comps about other people's son cookies, and I know um, what we can do with that business. So I may end up launching more food products, too. Ooh, I'm excited for that for sure. I, yeah. I have the biggest sweet tooth. I'm always eating like ice cream every night or I'm just <laughs> trying to find like different like cheesecakes and now I'm exploring and I'm getting cupcakes and I'm like, who do I think I am that I can just eat cupcakes every night and like not have to pay for but it? But you look like you're pretty skinny, so lucky you. I mean, I could, that's why I had to develop the paleo cookie because I love to eat and so I when I did develop this product, it was several years ago and I lost about 20 pounds because I would eat two in the morning with my coffee uh-huh. and then I wouldn't eat because it would keep me full. It has a lot of fiber. Wow. So um, it's an effective product if you want to have a sweet something and also if you yeah. want to lose weight. It feels like a meal well. replacement. So, 
Yeah, wow. exactly. Very cool. I'm excited for that. Yes, I can't wait to uh, to find out the launch date on that so that I can get my order in. Um, are you more of a night owl or an early bird? Is that what kind of influenced <laughs> the name of Hard Night Good Morning? I'm definitely a night owl. It's, I mean, I my husband has a joke, so he does. We always talk about everybody that stays this around 10 o'clock. I will start a project. <laughs> He's going to bed. Start a project. And I'm wow. like, okay, yeah, it's time to reorganize the pantry or go in the attic and clean it out. Or just, I mean, I'm just always, like, I don't like to go to bed early and I need oh. to change that. It's so hard. And Is that just like, that's when you feel a burst of energy or is that yeah. when you feel you're most productive or? Both strange, very strange. Both of them, yeah. I mean, I yeah. love to handle projects, like I said, that last until two in the morning. <laughs> I don't like to get up early. I will. I mean, I don't like to get up early. Usually I get up around eight, but I mean, I should get up. Sometimes I get up at seven, sometimes six. It just depends on my day, but um, I just love doing things at night. (laughs) Yeah. See, before I quit drinking, I was such a night owl, right? Like I was being social. I mean, I was out until like sometimes four or five in the morning and it's like crazy. And I was doing that a lot. Um, But now since I quit drinking, it's like, my brain doesn't even work right at night anymore. Like I get so like loopy and like just like overly silly because I don't even like have a good hold of what I'm saying anymore at night. So it's funny yeah. when I when I see people that can be productive like you at night and can like get things done because it's like I'm not like that anymore. I'm in my pajamas sometimes at like 930. <laughs> well, that's my husband. Like, too. I, don't know. I, mean, I, I wish I could change it. And I'm trying to I don't know. I get wound up and I get on something and then it's hard for me to get off because I'm one of those people. My husband's worse. Like I'll focus on one thing and then I want to get that one thing done. Mm-hmm. Jeremy is the type of person that he's a very talented artist and he will, he can only do one thing at a time. I mean, if I tell him, if he's editing his photos and I say change a light bulb, that light bulb's not getting changed for probably three weeks. Oh. So I just might as well move on and buy and got, find a handyman. It's not going to happen. Oh. It's just one of those things. Um, you know, he's just so creative and that's where he lives in that creative world. Mm-hmm. But the pragmatic world, I have to do all the pragmatic, logical things, which mm-hmm. I can do, but I'm also creative. So it's kind of like I have to stop what I'm doing and focus on that, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's it's funny because um, we got two creative people here and my creativity starts late night. <laughs> there you go. Well, one makes up for the other. Like he can take the yeah. mornings, you can take the nights. I like it. Yeah, he got up at 5 and 4.45 this morning to go edit. I didn't even at hear him get up. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even hear him get up. He went to his office at 4.45 or something. Oh, so. no. <laughs> That's too early for me. If it's still dark out, it's it's still <laughs> time for sleep. <laughs> well, I want to take your temperature on a few different things just to get to know you a little bit better. Um, okay. This is a segment that we call This or That. Oh, so wow. I have okay. five pairs of things, <laughs> and I want to see which you prefer. Okay. So, Number one, pop or country? Country. Country. I know. I'm a Texas girl. I'm a Texas I girl. I mean, I listen to more pop, but I really like country, and then I get down that rabbit hole of country, and I can't stop. <laughs> yes. Hey, Des, Real Housewives is like a bad country song every episode. So, you know, I mean. <laughs> That's awesome. Seriously. <laughs> so country it is, yes. <laughs> okay. Number two, winter or summer? Winter. Winter. You guys have snow in Texas, right? I mean, in Southern California. Very infrequently. It may be one day of the year. The only reason I like winter is because I love the clothes, the fall clothes, the jackets. The the layers. 
Yeah, and I don't like to sweat. And I mean, it's so hot in Texas. Oh my God, it's miserable. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. we love our pool and I love the pool, but at the same time, I don't like to go out. I mean, this was really hard this year filming Housewives in the summertime. It's so hot. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel so bad for those camera guys because it's like 110 degrees outside some days. Oh my God. Wait, so, is it usually not summer? Are you guys usually off season for summer? Yeah, we're usually working in the spring or the fall because, you know, because of the pandemic, we filmed during a really odd time this year. Mm -hmm. And like I said, a couple of camera guys didn't make it. They had to leave because they weren't used to working outside mm -hmm. in the heat like that. So yeah. we went through a lot of camera people this year and I felt sorry for them because I was dying and yeah. miserable, you know, yeah. can imagine with heavy equipment and everything, you know? Oh. So yeah, yeah. winter time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, ice cream or frozen yogurt? I like frozen yogurt because I like that tart. If, if it's tart, I love things that are tart, sweet and sour. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that. What's that thing I like? But Samir's over here. There's something we like. Hey, Des, real quick on the on the frozen yogurt. There's something that Samir, my my assistant, I like. It's that pineapple thing from Disney. What's that uh, called? Dole Whip. Dole Whip from Disney. Have you read that? The Dole Whip. I don't think. What is it? Like a pineapple whipped cream like or something? A, it's like a frozen sorbet soft. It's a sorbet soft frozen pineapple yogurt that you get at Disney, but we found a place in Dallas that has it. <laughs> Ooh, okay, nice. I need to try that. I don't think I've ever had Very that. I, I I haven't been to Disneyland in like 10 years or something. <laughs> I'm kind of like a Grinch when it comes to that because I feel like if you've been there once, you've been there a thousand Me neither, times. but it's the Dole Whip is, you would love the Dole Whip. Dole Whip, okay. So just go for the Dole yeah. Whip and then leave. <laughs> okay, number four, Texas barbecue or... Five star seafood, some lobster tails. Oh, Lord, that's hard. I know, uh, right? I have family um, in San Antonio, and there's this amazing restaurant called Rudy's Barbecue, and I would trade any restaurant in Southern California for Rudy's. Yes. Do you know Rudy's? <laughs> Do you guys have that in Dallas? We have it um, on the way to Austin. There's one on the way to San Antonio. There's one. Mm -hmm. There's one a little bit outside of Dallas. Um, if you go all the way to like McKinney, Texas, there's one there. There's also in Austin the most famous barbecue place in the United States, which is Franklin's. Um, okay. Now you have to stand in line all day long, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> so you chose barbecue, right? Yes, barbecue. I love barbecue. It is. And the last one, wine or whiskey? Wine. Wine. My Are you husband's a... a whiskey drinker, and I'm a tequila wine drinker. Mm, okay. Do you like white wine or red wine? I like a nice Sauvignon Blanc or a rosé, so white. Nice. Okay. That's the one thing I miss with alcohol. <laughs> I have to yeah. admit, I love the wine. Like, the other stuff, I was just chugging like shots, but the wine was a good little, little taste. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's what I would miss too because I like to pair foods with uh, with wines. You know, I think I would miss that too if I wasn't a drinker. I'm not, even though on the show I seem like I'm a big drinker, I, in real life I'm not. I mean, I just will have, you know, sometimes we'll have parties and we'll, you know, drink shots or whatever. But as far as like during the week, I never drink. I mean, mm -hmm. I just almost never drink during the week because I'm working. I don't, I can't do it. Now on the show, they pay you as like a wild alcoholic. So, you know, <laughs> But that's really not me. I mean, my husband may have a glass of wine or whiskey, but I just don't. I'll drink tea usually. Before I go to bed, I drink some kind of bedtime tea. And that's mm -hmm. kind of my nighttime drink. I'll have mm -hmm. water all the way up until then with co or coffee before it's too late. And then it's always, you know, herbal teas and um, herbal drinks for me. And that's kind of what I drink all the time. 
This week, Blenders is offering our listeners a special discount when you use the code DES16 at checkout. That's D-E-Z-1-6 at BlendersEyewear.com. There are so many different styles to choose from. Some of my favorites are the Airspeed Alive, the Nocturnals, the Voodoo Vixen. Ooh, I love the Native Charm. I promise I wouldn't be telling you to go check these out if I didn't truly think that these were worth looking at and wearing and buying. I think it's always best to stay ready so you ain't gotta get ready. Mm. Okay, well, I want to jump a little bit into um, Housewives because I want to mention just how fun and interesting it is to see your dynamic with your mom on the show. I don't really give a rip. (laughs) She's so funny with like the phrases that she uses. It's so funny to, you know, I remember something about like some shooting in a barrel or I don't, it's shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because she, she mixes these things that like I at least don't think to pair and that's what makes it so funny to hear and and i just love i think you're talking about i think you're talking about nat's ass wrapped around a rain barrel which yes. is something that's tight <laughs> something that's tight is that you know tighter than a nat's ass wrapped around a rain barrel <laughs> like <laughs> i don't even know what that means but it's so funny i love like that. a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> that's really good i like that do you ever catch yourself um like emulating your mom and, and having these expressions, like even if it's just coming to mind before you before you say it out loud, or is that all her? No, it's me too. When I'm mad at somebody, I'll say I'm gonna teach him. I'm gonna tell him how the cow ate the cabbage. That's like I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell him off. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell her how the cow ate the cabbage. I've never. Uh, in fact, I found myself saying a lot of weird things this year, and the producers were like, "What?" <laughs> they loved it because I was like, "What are she talking about?" Yeah. But I do say a lot of kind of interesting phrases like that too. <laughs> I love that. That's really how the cow ate the cabbage. I'm gonna try to use that. <laughs> I love that. And the name of your podcast is something that she famously said is, I don't give a rap. I don't really give, I don't give a, a rap. Exactly. Yeah. And she you know, which I don't care. I don't give a damn. Basically, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've heard that before, too. Because I, I, once I heard that, I was like, yeah, girl, you know, I feel the same way. Like, I know. <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah. And she also came up with something that is so crazy. I don't give a dog's rap. I don't even know what that means. That's, she, just, she just came up with that. She just, yeah. I mean, my mother comes up with all kinds of stuff all the time. It's funny. Um, so how did you guys choose I Don't Give a Rip? How did you narrow it down to that title when um, creating your podcast? Well, basically, the podcast was very irreverent. It's a comedy podcast. It um, mostly makes fun of me. I don't really make fun of other people. I make fun of me and the mm. stupid antics that my husband and I kind of do and and silly instances and silly, silly uh, precarious situations we get into. And so I felt like, you know, who cares what people think about me? And I don't give a rip what they think. I'm going to talk about the funny stuff that we do. We talked about Mexico. We talked about some things that happened in Mexico last week and, you know, crazy stuff that probably most people would be embarrassed about. I'm like, who cares? It's funny. I mean, you know, you have to learn to laugh at yourself. And I think that one of the things I've learned over the last four years during like housewives is you can't take it too seriously because um if you do you'll just be you know a a wreck and a mess all the time because we make mistakes we make them in a very public forum 
and um, people are going to judge. But if you can learn to laugh at yourself and realize that, you know, people may be going to judge you for, you know, a few days or a week, and then they'll be on to the next thing. They only remember. Mm-hmm. And that's just how yeah. it works. You know, I mean, of course, there'll be some diehard people that will always not like you. And, you know, they'll carry a cross around on social media to try to, to try to take you down. But those people, you just block, mute, move on, and don't worry about it, you know, because they're exactly. not part of your life. So, but exactly. I don't give a rest. It's just me being, making fun of myself and my life. And, um, you know, it's just kind of a crazy, most of the podcasts we do are pretty crazy and I love comedy. So, um, I'm hoping to turn it somewhat into whenever we can go back into the theater, some kind of stand up opportunity. Ooh. So we'll see. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. You have a few co-hosts. Um, I know I've heard your husband on, uh, recently, um, yes. your, your host, Amy, am I getting the name wrong? Amy Vandroff is my good friend for years and years. And, um, she was an anchor, um, on the morning show and then she left that. And now she kind of does a lot of different, um, she's a spokesperson for different brands. She does a lot of things on HSN, but she came to me and said, do you want to do this together? Um, several, two or three years ago. And I said, yeah, you know what, maybe that'd be fun. And I kind of hemmed and hawed and then. I finally decided to do it, and uh, she's a great person for, um, you know, she's a great interviewer, she's great at leading me into the situations I'm going to be in, talking about the things I talk about, and she also has her own stories, and so yeah, she's fun. Now, my mother was on there for a while, I don't have my mother on really that much anymore, because she thought we were too raunchy. I'm like, well, it's a comedy podcast, mom. Sorry. You know, so yeah. she's like, I'm just not going to be on if you're going to talk about having sex in the pool and falling in the bushes with your husband. I said, well, that's what it is. Sorry. <laughs> well, too bad. Um, yeah. Um, how are you liking having that outlet to connect to your following? Because, I mean, it opens up a different part of you that we don't really get from the show and it's a little bit more intimate. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I really do. It's it's um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's, it's just for me, it's a test every week because um, I get to test myself and see kind of, you know, what's going to come out of my mouth because I don't really plan for it. Now, today we have a guest that we're interviewing, so that's an unusual situation. But um, most of the time, it's just whatever comes out of my mouth. And um, and I do that on purpose because, like I said, it's a free-flowing way for me to practice comedy without being so structured to see if I can just free flow and do it. And that's where, that's the time I get to do every week. And uh, my husband is great to be on. Of course, we have to do it in our house right now because we can't go to the studio. We've been in our house since March. And then I also have another good friend named Lance who's on um, quite frequently. Uh, Samir, who has been my assistant, who's getting ready to leave. He's been on a lot. So um, it's kind of a family friend affair. We have a good time. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, did you listen to many podcasts before you did yours? Did you have an idea of things that you wanted to kind of um, take from each different example? Honestly, no. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, no, I didn't. Yeah. I listen to things like um, when I'm in the car, um, I'll listen to like business, things like, um, what is that one, How I Built This? I built we this. listen to How I Built This, you know, from NPR. It, it just like I listen to other entrepreneurs and kind of, their business uh, models and how they became successful. That's more the stuff that I listen to. I also listen to a lot of inspirational kind of um, meditation and um, inspirational affirmation kind of stuff when I'm listening on my own. Um, so, you know, I've listened to some and obviously I've listened to more now that we have our own because I want to see kind of what other people are doing. Hmm. But um, 
you know, I, I mean, I, I'm very familiar with podcasts. I just don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts all day long. Unfortunately, yeah. I wish I had more time because I probably have more ideas, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny. I was the same way before starting uh, mine. It's like, I used to be like, why would I want to listen to people just like talk all day? <laughs> uh -huh. I'll watch TV if I want to do that. But then I found a few that I really liked and was like, oh, okay, that's why you get to just feel like you're hanging out with friends. And when, yeah. you know, before March, you know, it was like I could go to the gym and it's like I'm not one to really have a workout buddy because I like to just stick to my own thing. But um, you get to have them in your head and you get to pick what you're working out and you don't have to wait. And and, uh, you know, when you're driving to work or whatever you're doing, it's it's a cool way to feel like you're hanging out with with different people. And um, yeah. Yeah, so I totally feel you on that. Um, and so I was just listening to one of your recent episodes. And I know right now you just mentioned that uh, your assistant, Samir, is that what you said? Yes, Samir. Samir yes. That he's leaving. Um, so mm -hmm. you're looking for a new assistant. And I wanted to ask, what yes. are some of the major qualities that you want in your next assistant? <laughs> come over here, Samir. <laughs> Samir's going to have to come over here because he knows me. I mean, he's, I've listened to him do some interviews. It's pretty funny. She's like... Now, she's very difficult. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I heard like, oh. wait, did you just say I'm difficult? <laughs> did you know yeah, I was still no, in the room? Come over here, come over here. Yeah, yeah. Like, come over here. I've got to, he's got to join in this because it's really funny. You're going to laugh. Okay, okay, so tell what what kind of people should work for me. Let's see who should work for Deandra. Someone, she needs someone organized because she's not that organized and she admits that. Mm -hmm. um, she needs someone that's detail oriented. She needs somebody who can be two steps ahead of her because she has a lot of ideas that are brewing up in her brain. So you need to make sure you capture those ideas and also are able to execute them when it's time. So you have to always have a game plan for a game plan. And you have to have fun because she likes to have fun. <laughs> um and you just have to go with the flow and i've learned interviewing people a lot of people out there are very type a and cannot go with the flow and that's no. not gonna work for her lifestyle yeah, yeah. If, it, if the person is i'll tell you guys if the person is like okay i go to work at nine and i finish at five and this mm -hmm. is what i expect that's not gonna work for me nope, not gonna work. Mm -hmm. because the thing the is my job the job working for me is 24 7 you got to be on call number one because mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen and, you know, I might have an interview like I do today with you. Then I have my podcast. Then I've got to work on a project. Then, you know, I mean, it just, there's so many moving parts that somebody that's very structured will never make it. And then we'll just, you know, I, I don't want to be, I mean, it's one of those things that I'm very um, high energy, but also I get frustrated easily. I'm stressed out a lot. So somebody that knows how to kind of handle that with me and make sure that everything's in its place and ordered and DeAndre, you have to be here on time. You know, Samir keeps me in check. I need you to answer these emails. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Because when you have so many things, you just get your, your mind blows. It's like a fuse box, you know, blowing. So it really somebody that's flexible is more important. I mean, um, and not dedicated to structure and schedule. Okay, cool. Hopefully someone social listening. Social media, they have to know social media. Look, I'm 51 years old. I, I do the best I can. But yeah. I'm not the social, I mean, social media, you know, over 50 to learn all that, which is, I learned it in my late 40s, but somebody that's younger, that can do social media, that can work on my Instagram, that can do my Facebook, that can do my Twitter. Um, I'm not as active as I probably should be um, because like, I'm the only person on my cast that has two full, you know, runs two businesses yeah. and has a podcast. There's a lot for me to do. So 
I don't get to spend as much time as I would like on social media. Um, and so somebody that really knows how to do that and also kind of knows who I am and knows my voice and can come to me and say, okay, Deandra, I need to answer this. What would you say? It's a learning process with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can type a lot faster than me too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, those are some good points. Hopefully someone listening is in the Dallas area and they're looking for a good job. (laughs) Well, I wanna segue into our next game because you mentioned you get frustrated easily. Yes. So this segment is designed to test where you draw the line when it comes to forgiveness. I'm gonna read you a few examples of people whose relationships were put to the test. If you feel that your relationship can be repaired, you'll say, I forgive you. If you feel that you've reached your limit, then you can say, unforgivable. Got it. So this is, will you forgive me? I want to forgive you, and I want to forget you. Number one, your friend starts a rumor that you had sex with her behind her husband's back. Unforgivable. It's a little messy, huh? (laughs) Yeah, very messy. Why would you do that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, well, and maybe on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Rings a bell. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, number two. Okay. Your new husband playfully throws you in the ocean, which as a result causes you to lose your $75,000 diamond earrings. I forgive you. Aww. Damn, you got a bigger heart than me. Is this my fault for wearing $75,000 earrings in the ocean? That would be stupid. That'd be my fault, right? (laughs) Do you get the reference? Do you know who I'm speaking about? No, I don't. Who is it? These are all um, scenarios that have happened on TV. So this is Kim Kardashian when she married her second husband. She wasn't planning on going in the water and then he just, you know, he's this big like six foot seven man and he just like tosses her in like a little rag doll and... I felt bad for her. I mean, you know, of course, that became like a moment that people, you know, make fun of her about for crying over over earrings. But, you know, she, she wasn't. She can afford the $75,000, so I, I think it's okay. <laughs> so, no, Deandra will forgive you. I didn't know that. I've only watched a few. I haven't watched that much Kardashians over the years. It's usually mm-hmm. playing in the background, you know, where I am Always, sometimes. Right? But I haven't, like... Yeah, I haven't really been a very avid fan. I mean, I've watched episodes, but it's not like I could tell you what's happening from time to time on their seasons, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three, your coworker slash colleague gets drunk and makes insulting remarks about your body. <laughs> Wait, is this on my show? <laughs> Sorry. No, this is from Vanderpump Rules. Um, let's see. Um Oh God! Well, it depends. I mean, depends on how close you are to that person. So, um, is it coworker slash what colleague or friend? Did you say colleague? Just because I mean, I don't think they would be friends outside of filming the show together, and and they worked at the the restaurant together. Um, so it's not like they were like best friends for years before this. Okay, I'll say I forgive her because this scenario seems to happen to me a lot. But um, you know, I'm not going to be. Probably, if like you're saying, you're very astute outside the show, you're probably not going to be friends with that person because mm-hmm. why would you be friends with somebody that's, you know, berating you, making fun of your body? And yeah. women should not make fun of other people's body. Body image is very important in today's society and culture. And it's something that is coming to light with all these different things, whether it be, you know, um, women that are in, you know, celebrating their shapes and sizes and, and all that. And I've always been mm-hmm. curvy, which has been, you know, an issue whenever I was 
modeling and, and acting and different things. And still today, I still have that on my show. You know, I had it last year. I know you heard it last year when a cast member called me a fat cow. Well, I'm still living with those kind of issues on the show. But I also think that on a show like this, you need to have women that are represented from every kind of size, shape, walk of life. So Absolutely. if every single person was a size two, a housewives of show is something you look at because you think, oh, I want to have that lifestyle, but maybe also I want to be like that person. And not every woman is a size two. They can't look at everyone on the cast and be a size two. I mean, so mm -hmm. me being a, a bigger girl, I think people kind of, you know, resonate with that and understand that. And they also understand me talking about the fact that it bothers me when people do make fun of me, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's all about inclusivity. And I think, you know, in this situation, it was someone from Vanderpump um, and on your show, you know, I think that they both kind of know that they're about to blow you with the bazooka. They know that it's hurtful. They know right. that that's not right. So it's it's like worse because they know what they're doing and they still go forward with it anyway. And it's like, well, you're the one that, that looks like the asshole on TV. So <laughs> that's on you. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think it's the thing is I've talked about it openly. It's not something I haven't talked about that bothers me. So everybody that I work with knows it bothers me and it's a struggle. Um, so it's just unfortunate, but you know what? That's okay. I'd like to be able to have it happen to me. So someone else is feeling bad at home can go, okay, if it happened to her, maybe they can, you know, realize it's not so bad. If I can get over it in front of all these millions of people watching, you know, <laughs> I know that's big of you. Um, number four, you find out in the media that your husband was caught in a hotel room with the woman he <laughs> met at the strip club. For me, that would be unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. How humiliating. I mean, no. And then like, oh, we used to, I mean, well, anyway, we were watching that show last night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's just another thing. It's like if you're private people, then I mean, that doesn't make it OK. But you know that your wife is on this TV show and she's filming as you're doing this. So the likelihood of it coming out is going to end up embarrassing your wife who just had your baby so it's that's exactly what we said it's like it's you're a public figure at this point and your wife's a public figure so why would you even take that chance it doesn't make sense to me yeah, so. just no respect for the for the relationship yeah. yeah and the last one a mutual acquaintance brings up your troubled past with the parent as a way to insult your character um i think i forgive you yeah so um that's rough yeah, it's rough. It is. But I also understand, you know, I, whenever I get frustrated and people do really mean things to me, I can say some really mean things too. So sometimes mm -hmm. we say things and we think, oh, probably shouldn't have said that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and we all should be forgiven. There's certain things you should forgive people for and give them another chance. Now, my rule of thumb is if they keep doing it over and over and over again, then it's time to walk away from the friendship. There's people that I've worked with on this show that are not on the show any longer and I walked away from those friendships. There's two, as a matter of fact. And I don't want to go back to those friendships. I'm not going back to those friendships because there's just nothing positive or uplifting um, that's going to come from the, those those friendships that are dead. They're just dead, unfortunately. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Sometimes you get to that point, and and like you said, if you're doing the same thing over and you keep having to apologize, it's like, are you really sorry anymore? Because you keep doing the same thing, and you know what you're doing. So I yeah. get that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that uh, sometimes you have said things. I mean, honestly, I can't think of anything that you said that has ever made you look like the villain. I'm just saying at the top of my head. But um, 
can you recall a couple times or, or certain specific examples of something you said that was like, oh, God, you know, the cameras just caught that. I probably shouldn't have said it. I think you'll see a lot of that this year, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, at a really uh, difficult year. So um, and it started off like from day one. So I think you'll see a lot of that me going, ooh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the good thing, I think, the thing about me, what I'll tell you is that, um, and my husband also is very good at holding me accountable. So, you know, a lot of the things that you do and seeing that you come back to talk to your loved ones about or, you know, kind of your friends and things like that. My husband's very good at talking things through that I do or don't do. I do right and things I do wrong. Mm -hmm. So I, I always kind of step back and take a look at it from a different perspective. And I know when I do something wrong that I have to say I'm sorry. And um, there's no point in digging your heels in the sand if you're wrong. So you don't maybe don't want to do that and it's uncomfortable to do that, but that's the great thing about this show is it's very cathartic. You can watch yourself evolve or not evolve. And the people that don't evolve don't move on. Um, so that's, you know, an interesting lesson from being on a show like this is you're going to have to evolve because you've got to get along with people. You've got to figure it out. You've got to work through the issues and people want to see you work through those issues on camera. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I have said, I'm trying to think, you know, certain things in the past um, that I... I don't really know that I regret, I regret, um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think what are some of the things I've said in past years that I regret? I don't know. I, I mean, think sometimes regret is a big word that people kind yeah. of get afraid of. So maybe not something that you regret, but something that maybe you acknowledge. And again, I really am not like, I can't think of something that you've done. Maybe you can catch something that I haven't, but maybe something that you just remember being like, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't have, I don't regret it, but you know, that wasn't, that wasn't my best moment. I think, um, you know, maybe not got, getting involved in other people's relationships is probably one of the biggest things I did wrong. And I understand that. Um, I felt very pushed into that position when that happened. So um, going back, I don't know if I could have done it any differently or if I would do it differently. Um, but I learned a lot from that experience. You know, mm -hmm. I will say yeah. that. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, um, we've seen your friendship with Leanne play out since your arrival on season two, and you both had a major shift in that dynamic last season, um, yeah, and it didn't leave off on a high note. So I wanted to ask, what is the current state of your relationship since she announced her departure from the show? We have not spoken since reunion, and um, I really think that when I talk about kind of when you reach your limit in some friendships, we have reached that limit. That road has come to an end. I don't see it ever um, being repaired or restored. Um, I just think that we're, we have too many differences and differences of opinions. And um, I've always been somebody that shared in my life everything openly and honestly, whether I wanted to or not. And I expected that of people I was working with on the show. And, um, you know, it wasn't, reciprocated and then I was made to look, um, you know, like the devil basically and persecute. I think the most important thing you can say about the reason our relationship would never be restored is because I was persecuted and still every day to this day, so violently in social media for, um, you know, things I didn't do and, um, unfair, you know, um, things being said about my character and that's very hurtful and then people you know will choose to believe or not to believe whether it's true or not so i don't go around bashing people on social media but um that was one of the things that was done to me and so i just can't when you say you know forgivable or unforgivable or i forgive i can't do that because 
you can't go back and repair the three years of damage you've done to me on social media. Um, and it helped, it hurt my business. Um, it was, you know, I was in a puddle of tears several times because I'd read these things about me that were horrible and not true. And you, you know, you can only defend yourself so much because it's it just, people are going to believe what they want to believe. So that was really, I think if it had just stayed with the show, potentially there would be a friendship, but since it went so off the walls and off the radar and crazy, I, there's no way to go back on that. People are vicious on, on social mm -hmm. media. It's like, as long as it's been around, there's always those trolls, but like, it almost seems like lately everyone is looking for a reason to just go in on people. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hope that people aren't, aren't discouraging you because I mean, the ones that are willing to go out there and, and just claim that you're this awful person. I mean, their lives are probably something that is not not a, a wonderful thing to be in. So um, I just hope that those people aren't getting to your heart and to your soul and affecting your day because, I mean, those opinions don't matter. So I Well, I appreciate that. that. <laughs> and I apologize for the things that I did that were hurtful and I understand what those were and I did apologize, but I didn't go so far as off the show to attack, 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 attack every single day of my life someone just because we were having an argument you know it's just not it's not the kind of person i am i wouldn't do that i still don't do it and then i had you know other people that were lined up in her camp that were doing that to me and still do that to me and um a lot of false things being said and i just it's just it's very disturbing and you know to go that low there's just no point in that you know yeah, definitely well i'm on your side so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, well, shifting gears, uh, it was announced earlier this week that your friend Brandy Redmond and her husband Brian are expecting baby number four. Uh, that's, you know, want to send a huge congratulations to them because um, it also comes at a time where I'm sure you've heard that uh, they, Brian's mother was in a, in a fatal car accident. I mean, that's just wild. Yes, actually, I was there, was it last week? Yeah, I went last week to take her kids. So what I did was, I'm close to her children, so I took each child of two gifts, and I took them over, and I saw Brinkley, she's recovering from her arm, you know, um, being broken. Um, and so I took them gifts, and, and I took uh, Brian and Brandy a little, I always give people little crosses that are like a holding cross when you lose a loved one, because it's really comforting if you want to pray and hold it. And I wrote them a little letter. Um, and I didn't know that that had been announced. So it came from your mouth, not from mine, because yeah. I can't, I can't say that because that's, if you've read that, then I'm going to, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything about it because it's not my business to say, but um, I did visit with them last week. Um, I did not go to the funeral because I thought it was a closed only family funeral. I found out later that other people went, but it just wasn't my place to, to go during a COVID time, someone's funeral. I just thought that was, you know, I'm there when Brandy wants me. In fact, we texted yesterday when she wants me to be a part of something and I'll check in on her, but um, I don't want to jump in on somebody's, you know, mourning, their family's mourning and things like that. So I did what I felt like I needed to do just to make the kids feel good and, and loved. And, um, but yeah, I'm very excited if that's true. Um, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> if it's true, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure now I'm doubting myself. I'm pretty sure it came from her mouth, but, um, but I mean, okay, Bravo put it out. Bravo put it out. That's yeah. fine. I just didn't know we were allowed to talk about it. So. Okay, I didn't know because this is why I said I haven't been on social media for years. But um, mm. yeah, I didn't know that she had. I knew it, but I didn't know that she said something. So I didn't yeah. know when they were going to release that information. So mm -hmm. yes, I'm very excited for her. Mm -hmm. Did she tell you? Did she say what it was going to be? No, um, she uh, didn't. So, okay, I know that, but I'm not telling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be honest, she hasn't. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but that means that she's far uh, enough along to to decipher that, which that's yes. pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited for her because think about it. You know, they had that whole story which you saw on camera where they were told they could never have children. And then all of a sudden you have a baby and then, you know, it's in the middle of all this, you know, the COVID and then you've got the, her mother-in-law passing away tragically, her daughter in the car. And then you've got this light, bright, shining light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, it's such a, a blessing and an amazing uh, grace gift from God. So Absolutely. very excited for her. Um, and I know they're very excited and kind of just shocked. <laughs> so I'd be shocked too. If somebody told me I was pregnant, I'd be like, no! <laughs> So I'm excited for her. I think it's great. Aww. Yeah, that's cute. I saw that um, Carrie Brittingham confirmed season five. I don't really give a rip. I mean, she's even using like hashtags of like season five. Um, so I'm sure that there's going to be a new dynamic on the show because there are, what, two season ones left. I mean, I always forget that you're not a season one because you're such a, a pillar of that show. Um, so does it feel like it's a different, a different series, and especially because of the filming with COVID and... It does feel very different. I feel very um, like there's a lot of good, strong friendships, which I think is very important for a show like this. You know, you're going to fight, obviously, but um, I think you need to know each other really well. And I think that this year, because we have to film in a pandemic, we're filming a lot at home. We're filming a lot together. I think we filmed a lot more than normal because I was thinking about the last few years, you know, you would be going to restaurants, you'd be going here and there and um, trying to get all those locations set up where you didn't have really to do that this year because we were in people's homes more. You know, we did a few things that were outside of homes, but um, yes. So um, I, you know, I saw that Carrie had said something about a release date. I don't want to, you know, confirm or deny that. Um, I really honestly don't know the release date. There was one I heard about, but I haven't been told by the network that. So I think it's just, um, you know, whenever they get it edited, wherever they have a space in their calendar but I'm very excited about it um, because I do think that people will see it's going to be refreshing um, it's going to be um, you know I think before there was kind of a dark cloud a lot of times hanging over the show and and that kind of brought people down they weren't interested in watching the show and I think this year um, that cloud is lifted so um, and you're going to see real stories that are very important to people's lives and I think that that's part of the show is you can't just be a group of girls that hangs out and drinks you know wine you've got to have a story and something that you're kind of going through and sharing with an audience and you're going to see a lot of that with everybody on the show so um, that's the only thing I can say is that I know we all had big stories this year which um, is exciting and I don't know the stories of the other girls we really didn't mm -hmm. talk about that much I know a little bit but I don't know that much so yeah I know my story <laughs> <laughs> there you go well we're excited to see it do you enjoy doing the Real Housewives uh, interviews I think those are one of my favorite parts to watch is <laughs> you just get so much insight and it's funny Almost everybody says, well, not everybody, because I can't speak for everyone, but that's the hardest thing to do because you're sitting in a chair for like 10 to 12 hours. And I mean, it's a wow. long day because you're doing your makeup at 8, 8.30 in the morning. Then you finally get in the chair by 10.30 or 11. Then you go 11 to like 4 and you have a lunch break. And then you go from like 5 until 7 or 8 or whatever. It's hard. They're long, hard days. So 
by the end of the day, you kind of run out of steam and ideas and one-liners and, um, you know, you want to make sure you're funny and engaging, but you don't know what they're going to ask you. So, I mean, I don't know what episode we're talking about. So it's not like I can go in and prepare with my notes that I've written as far as, you know, this is how I'm going to answer this question. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that there, I, I've heard that there's other franchises where they have uh, comedians writing their material. <laughs> I, I'm very, you know, I do it all off the cuff, maybe, I should have people write my material, but I also think it's an organic process and you have to learn. Oh, yeah. And the more years I'm on it, the more I learn about how to do it and how to be a part of it. And um, But as the most challenging thing, I always try to get a lot of sleep the night before because you don't want to go in there not having slept because you got to be sharp, you know, I mean, and original. And um, it's, it's very challenging. I mean, I know people love it, but it's really hard. Jeez, those are long days. And they're, they're having you guys do... Um, more than one look. I, I have no idea if it's like more than one day or more than one sitting or if it's just different looks. But uh, I've noticed that lately over the past like year or two, they're they're doing multiple looks. There's about, yeah, so we have different looks. So there's about, I would say 12 to 20 interviews, depending on how much you give oh. story to the show. I tend to have longer interviews because I, um, I don't know, you know, like I said, my interview process this is, this is the thing about me. I'm a perfectionist in certain ways. So if I say something one time and you're like, that's good, I always want to go back and say it four more times a different way. So it does take a long time to interview me because I want to make sure they get the right sound bite. Um, and then um, I always have very in-depth story and also in-depth with the other cast members. So um, I have long days and probably, I mean, there's some other people that have long interviews, but I think mine have to be some of the longest ones that they have. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, I think so. At least I think that's what I've been told that I do have a lot more, but that's good. They have more to choose from, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I, even though I don't like it, at least they're going to have different options and you want them to have different options. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, well, my final question for you is if you didn't live in Dallas, where would you and Jeremy choose to live? Uh, we have, you know, differences of opinion about this. <laughs> I'm a New York City girl. I mean, right now I wouldn't want to live there because of the pandemic and everything being closed. But I lived in New York for four years. I lived in L.A. for four years. Oh. Uh, Jeremy's probably more of an L.A. guy, and I'm a New York girl because I like to walk. I love walking cities. Like, I lived in Paris. I lived in oh. Chicago. I lived in D.C. I like to take the subway. I don't care. You know, I just – I like to get around quickly and go places. So, um that would be something, God, um, he would probably say that we would find, uh, he wants to buy a place in Africa and have another place in Africa. We like to be in the bush. We like to be, I also love Cape Town. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's Did a, you say in like, the bush, <laughs> in the in the bush, you know, when you go in, into, uh, in the bush for safari, oh, okay. uh, living in the, in the bush, it's in the bush. So we like to live in the bush oh, and, uh, yeah, we've been, <laughs> I, we've been, I've safariied like 15 times or something. Oh, and wow. we have a lot of friends that live in Africa. And we always thought about buying some property at the bush somewhere. And then he also, my husband surfs. I don't know if you knew that. So he's a big surfer. So, um, you know, there's Cape Town right there. There's some really good surfing around there. So I don't know. I mean, I think we'd have a really hard time. Right now we're trying to figure out, we're trying to move. So I think we're going to build another house, which will be, Ooh. you know, a few years because we've yeah. looked and looked and looked and looked and we can't find what we want. So mm -hmm. now we're going to be buying a piece of property and starting to build probably by next year. So that's exciting for sure. Yes. Start yes. from scratch. 
-hmm. Well, I want to thank you so much for giving time to us today, for lending your voice, for sitting down with me. I appreciate you being so open and honest. And oh yes, it was it was lovely speaking with you. And thank you for watching the show. I really appreciate it, and for keeping up with my life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It was such a pleasure. Um, Everyone listening, I hope you're having a wonderful Thirsty Thursday. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I don't really give a rip. Thank you.